Just because the weather is cold as balls doesn't mean that your animals are fully protected from nasty little bugs. That's why we use First Saturday Lime to repel mites, lice, and fleas that may be hiding in your animal's bedding to stay warm. You can also pour First Saturday Lime around your barn or coop to control bacteria, moisture, and ammonia, all while keeping the stank down. So go to FirstSaturdayLime.com and use code hashtag drink to save 10% off your order. Hey, Sam. Hey, Bev. How's it going? It's going pretty great over here. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, Ohio State won today. Ew. They played terrible, but I mean. (laughs) I said to my husband, oh, it's fine that I'm a few minutes late because Ohio State went into overtime. And he's like, who cares? (laughs) I was like, I think Bev and her husband do, but. (laughs) We do. We care. But that's just because we're in Ohio. Nobody that's outside of Ohio or isn't from Ohio cares. So there's that. Basically. We know that. And that's okay. So what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking a beer by Almanac Beer Company. And it's called Farm to Barrel. Oh, nice. And it says beer is agriculture on it and has like this big seal on the side of it (laughs) and the actual so what i'm gathering from reading this bottle you would think i would have done it before i hit record but that's all right um so this is part of the farm to barrel series and this beer is actually called truthful statement and it is a sour stout aged in Woodford Reserved Bourbon Barrels Ooh. with orange peel and cherries. I did not read that part. My husband's going to be really sad that he didn't get to have this beer. <laughs> freaking fancy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a nine percenter. That was the best I could do for the oh. ABV. I was looking for the highest ABV I could find. <laughs> and uh, we had a we had a really a one really high ABV one in there, but it was like a super special one. And I knew that my husband wasn't gonna let me have it for the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, if there's only one, then that makes sense. Yeah, so this was the best I could do on that front. So what are you drinking over there? So I have a beer from Dogfish Head Craft Brewery um, called Fruitful Fort, which I got it at the store today because it's got a really pretty label and it's said fruit on it. So I was like, this is going to be great. I could use a fruity beer without realizing that it was one, almost $10 (laughs) because I did like make your own six pack kind of thing. So I didn't realize it was almost $10. And then I Googled it when I got home because I couldn't find the ABV on the bottle. And that's because it ranges between 15 and 18%. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. It's ale brewed with boysenberry, raspberry, blackberry, and elderberry. And it's pretty damn good. Like, it's kind of dark, but when you hold it up to the light, you can see, like, it's got, like, the reddish tones. And it kind of drinks, like, a really sweet dessert wine. So this will be a sipper. Otherwise, Sam's going to take a nap in the middle of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we can't have that because Bev can't hold this thing together without Sam. So... So there's that. It's very interesting beer. We'll Is put it? it that way. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's kind of like, um, huh. It's like shoving your mouthful of a different kind of dark berry. 
and then biting it all at once and trying not to choke. Oh. <laughs> but I'm thinking as I drink it more, I'll get more used to it just because I haven't really had anything sweet today. Yeah. I had like a whole bag of um, dill and garlic cheese curds. So that mm. was what I ate today and cashews. So I haven't gotten into the sweet yet today. So this is a little punchy on the face. Yeah, it, it takes a minute to, to wake those things up. I just tried mine, and I was really expecting to hate it, um, but I don't. It, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, it mixes, like, the right amount of, like, sour and fizzy, and I can definitely taste the orange peel and cherries in addition to the Woodford Reserve. And the Woodford Reserve does not punch me in the face. Well, that's good. So I'm happy about that because I'm not, like, a giant bourbon drinker, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know why I grabbed this beer. Because <laughs> you wanted to get on my level because I, I did kind of, you know, sneak a peek to Bev of what I was going to drink. And I was like, holy shit. I, I was trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, And plus, you know, like we have a holiday coming up. It's Thanksgiving. So yes. happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Woo. And we thought it would really be fun for Thanksgiving to be drunk for you guys because that's what you're going to do, being around all your family, right? To deal with them, probably. Um, <laughs> and then this drops on Black Friday, which you could be listening to us right now while you're waiting in line at 3 a.m. I don't know, but... That's true. I don't usually participate in Black Friday. I've only gone like twice, and one time we went at like 5, and like everybody was already done. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody had bought all the deals, and there was nothing left. Yeah. (laughs) And then last year, Matt and I went in Fowlerville when we came back from the Lions game and like it's Fowlerville. <laughs> so it's not yeah. even, like it was that crazy, but I got one of those nice like shark vacuums for super oh, cheap. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's so, very adult of you. Yeah. Well, I wanted one so bad. Yeah. And, so I got one and then this year we're doing Lions game again. So maybe we'll just hit up Fowlerville, you know, on the way back too, because Black Friday really starts on Thursday night now. So. It really does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah. So Yeah, I don't ever participate in Black Friday. I just never did because my family didn't, uh-huh. you know, when I was little. So mm-hmm. uh, and then as I became an adult and my anxiety sort of took over things like that <laughs> that can't be like totally planned out. Like if I can't yeah. go to the store and get what I want, I'm not going to the store. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just isn't happening for me. <laughs> I prefer Cyber Monday. Oh, yeah. I like Cyber Monday too because I can do that wearing my pajama pants yep. with my hair up in a messy bun. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people that do Black Friday in their pajama pants with a messy bun. Um, but I just, fair if, enough. If I go to Walmart, I'm wearing jeans. That's just <laughs> where I'm at in my life right now. Maybe someday I'll feel differently. Mostly it's because you don't want to end up on that People of Walmart website, probably. Yeah. 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 That is probably true. (laughs) So now everyone has to, like, dress to the nines when they go to Walmart, just in case. Because, yes. You never know who's going to take a picture of you. That's right. (laughs) But anyways, welcome to the We Drink and We Farm Things. Uh, That's Bev over there. Yeah. And that's Sam. And uh, this is the podcast where we drink and talk about farming things and laugh at ourselves and we make silly mistakes 
and we do our best with this farming thing. Yeah, uh, we like to think that we have discussions that will provide new knowledge, inspire community and entertainment, and sometimes we go off on tangents. And uh, speaking of tangents, if you really like them, the BS is on Patreon because we BS this week. Yay! And uh, of course, we cannot forget Elise Ferguson, who sponsored our very high ABV beverages this week. So thank you for letting us get a little drunky pants. Elise, we owe it all to you this week. That's right. Cheers, Elise. She's going to love this. I think she's going <laughs> to laugh about this. She's going to be like, yeah, they got the highest ABV beers for me. Just for me. <laughs> Go check out our Patreon, not just because of the BS, but um, that's a fun place that you can go and support us starting at $2 a month. Um, we put up some exclusive content up there, but the BS is free for everyone, at least for right now. Um, we keep it that way just because we have so many awesome supporters on Patreon right now anyways that it allows us to do that for free for everybody else. So thank yep. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and don't forget to take our survey. We have a survey going on. Taking the survey helps the podcast out um, because it helps us get new sponsors. So if you like this podcast and you want it to keep going, go take our survey really quick. You can skip the questions that you don't want. Um, and at the end of it, you also get to give us some anonymous feedback about like what you really think of the podcast and like our content and how we deliver it and whatnot. Um, and we do read them and we do take them to heart. So yes. uh, do that. Yeah. And join our Facebook group. You can find it uh, by searching We Drink and We Farm Things. And people have been posting a lot in there lately, and it's really cool to see. Um, I've been trying to at least acknowledge that I'm seeing things more. Bev's super great about answering people's questions and commenting. Um, so between the two of us, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we're fostering a pretty good community over there. So make sure you guys go check it out. Yeah, uh, I think so too. It, it's a really fun place to be. So if you're listening to this and you're not there yet, Go do it. I think you'll be happy that you did. And, you know, if you're not happy that you did, you can just leave. We won't right? even know. Yeah, yeah we will have no idea. <laughs> Unless you're one of those people that goes, I'm leaving. And then they leave. And then we'll say, bye, Felicia. We'll say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Oh, yeah. Make sure you review us in all the places. We love reviews. It seriously makes our heart happy. Hearts happy. We don't share a heart. We have two. But, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we um, each have our own. Yes, but we equally enjoy the reviews. <laughs> we sure do. And you know, one other way that um, you can support the podcast as well, and I just thought of this, I don't have it in our notes, um, but if you listen to us while you're on the road, download it instead of stream it. Um, because podcast analytics are a little weird and you can't actually like get the number of people who are actually just listening to it, but you can tally the number of downloads. So if you tend to take podcasts on the road, hit the download button instead of streaming it and you'll save your data plan and it'll tally as a download for us. So please and thank you. Yes, yes. I know. Ugh freaking podcast analytics. You think by now they'd have it figured out. <laughs> you know, you think by now everybody would have a lot of other things figured out but they just don't that's true <laughs> so fair enough podcast analytics we won't yeah. shit all over you yeah speaking of <laughs> shit um you should go buy stuff that i make it's not yes. shit but i it's make not. shit no, it's awesome <laughs> i make the shit that we sell 
And that's another great way to support the podcast and get something in return. So if you go to drinkandfarm.com, we have a little shop in there. And I make everything right now. Um, And I'm hoping we have some holiday stuff in there soon, very shortly, for you guys to buy. Obviously, you'll only be able to buy it during the holidays. So keep an eye out for it Um, if you're into getting stuff. I don't know. I was at Walmart today. And I bought holiday towels, even though I don't decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. So by the time we drop this, my house is probably going to be like Sienna's, you know, gift shop or whatever. Workshop. workshop. Yeah. My house will be Sienna's workshop by this time when you guys are listening to this. Um, <laughs> but I did put out some holiday towels today. So nice. There's that. Yeah. So I'm thinking holiday towels in the shop. So keep an eye out for those. Sweet. Yes. Do we have any corrections this week? No, we are so smart. (laughs) S-M-R-T. No, wait. (laughs) Yay, no corrections this week. I mean, not that we're aware of yet. But of course, we'll correct ourselves next week if we figure out we said something wrong. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) We got some feedback on Instagram about how we pronounced foie gras, but we totally said it right, as far as I can tell. So um, that actually, you know... I. I appreciate if we said it wrong, fine. I definitely was saying it wrong, so I will take all the credit for that. But I know my favorite murderer gets feedback on how they say things wrong all the time. So I feel like that means we're just one more step closer to quote unquote making it. So that's right. Thank you for that feedback. We appreciate it. Yes. Cheers. We like to be corrected. That's how you grow as a human being. I I mean, it stabs me in the heart a little bit at first, but then I dust myself off and I'm like, I'm getting better. I don't mind being corrected when it's in the appropriate tone. There we go. That's true. If somebody's not nice, then it's not nearly as fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I feel like that goes without saying. That's I, true. I, I totally yeah. understand that. Because when you said, I like being corrected, I was like, no, <laughs> I fully disagree. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I guess we can just go straight into follow-up then. That's exciting. We can. We're moving right along. I saw this in the Facebook group, group and I thought it was really cool. Um, Rebecca Burnett suggested that well she didn't really suggest she just kind of let us know this really cool thing um for anybody who has kiddos in the group um and you want to get them started on some homesteading projects um she actually ordered her children peanut seeds to plant in a clear tote so they'll be able to monitor the progress and see what is happening below the surface um which is really freaking cool that is and it was inspired by our peanut episode in episode 14, which is just too freaking cool. Yeah, that is super cool. I was really excited to read that. So if anyone else wants to plant some peanut seeds in a clear plastic tote for themselves or their kids, um, you can do that. I, I mean, I kind of want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think it... Mm, I might be wrong on this. I believe it was Natalie Quist that said she wanted to do it for herself. So <laughs> oh. it was somebody yeah. that we talked to a lot that said it. So I'm sorry. If it wasn't Natalie, I'll correct myself next week on who it was. Then I'll have a correction to to brag about. <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's super cool. And I love like finding cool, fun hacks like that to do. I mean, I don't know. I hate calling things a hack. Um, but but like hearing how to do neat things is always fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For sure. Um, but speaking of hacks that I hate calling hacks, I wrote in my <laughs> note that I had a hack <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So can you explain what this is? Because I'm intrigued. Yeah, so uh, we had a few days here in Ohio that were below zero, uh, or not below zero, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me correct myself on that. It I was, was like, holy freezing. shit, Beth. <laughs> no, it hasn't been that cold here yet. Um, the beer is getting to me already, holy Ooh. cow. Um, it, that was below freezing, so the chicken water kept freezing closed, and the goat water bucket kept freezing over on the surface. And we were going out there with boiling water, pouring it all over everything and getting everything to open back up. Mm-hmm. My husband was like, hey, guys, I know this is going to sound like super crazy, but how about we just empty all the animals' waters at night and then refill them in the morning when we let them back out? And then oh. they won't freeze. So... If your weather isn't consistently cold enough yet to bother plugging in like a warmer, because, you know, plugging in isn't super easy if you don't have electricity close by. You've got to like run extension cords. Yeah. And then like right now the weather is getting warmer. Like today it was 48. So, you know, we don't need heaters today, but we did three days ago if we didn't want frozen water. So instead of having those plugged in and running now all the time when they don't necessarily have to be, so we're saving some, you know, electricity money and some energy being green for the environment, we're just dumping the buckets and the chicken water out when they go to bed. And then we stick them by the spigot so that in the morning when the chicken pop door gets opened, we just have put a fresh thing of water in their run for them for the day. Oh, and same with okay. the goats. I let the goats out and I fill up their bucket and I just walk it out there and put it out. And then I dump it out when they go to bed and put it back by the spigot. And I'm like, that's just so simple. I didn't think to like have that as an idea when we were talking just about how to keep water <laughs> like from freezing. <laughs> just dump it out and refill it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that feels like common sense. But I guess it's not because <laughs> I didn't think about it either. <laughs> yeah, we we went all winter last winter. We left our heaters on for far longer than we really should have because we were still having like a freezing night every now and then. Oh. So we didn't want the chickens to wake up to solid frozen water. So we were just leaving them running even, you know, on days when we didn't really need to. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Life hacks with Bev. Yep. Well, I guess life hacks with Jared. That's my husband. Oh. <laughs> it was all his idea. I can't take credit he for it. He has his own corner. <laughs> Jared has a corner. It's the Jared corner. Nobody puts Jared in a corner. <laughs> but we just did. <laughs> Done. So a little accidental follow-up from last week. I I just Googled before we got on here. Um, food news. And um, it turns out there's an update about cell-based meat. And I know you're all so excited to hear that there has been a regulatory announcement as of last Friday. So the FDA and USDA made an announcement that they have agreed upon a proposed framework for regulating cell-based meat together. Oh, they're going to work together like Uh, a team? Yes, it's going to be so kumbaya and shit. Oh, I love it. 
So to me, this probably means that it'll be overly regulated, which I'm not super mad about because it's cell-based meat grown (laughs) in a lab. So please knock yourselves out. (laughs) Yeah. So how this is going to work is the FDA will oversee the cell collection, the cell banks, and the cell growth, while the USDA oversees production and labeling of food products derived from the cells of the livestock and poultry. Now, seafood was not mentioned, but an interesting little point of fact is that seafood is currently under the purview of the FDA. So it's there is cell-based meat out there for seafood, but it's not clear if they're going to have to end up giving that up from an FDA um, perspective or not. Like, they just didn't talk about it. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's interesting. And the handoff point from the FDA to USDA will occur during the cell cell harvest phase. So they're going to have to figure out their processes and this little handshake that they're going to have to do um, and respect each other's boundaries. But this is like a really broad framework. They haven't started getting down into the nitty gritty yet. But um, we'll link to the article in the show notes. But a lot of the um, cell-based meat entrepreneurs or companies are very excited with how quickly the FDA and USDA got together and at least came up with somewhat of an agreement already. They're shocked at how fast it went. So, yay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is yay. And um, one thing that's in the notes here is that, so they concluded that no new legislation will be required for cell-based meat. Yes. Um, But it doesn't mean that they won't come up with something eventually. But for now, they can move forward and they don't have to wait for Congress and the Senate to agree on something. Exactly. Because it's assumed that between the FDA and the USDA, there are already enough regulations that will cover this thing. This blob of cells. (laughs) slaughter free meat yeah lab created meat we'll just call it all the things that they don't want us to okay so yay little update i feel like we're gonna see more and more of this and obviously it's something that you and i want to dive into a little deeper but i thought it was cool that we just talked about it and now there's already an update I mean, maybe our podcast has that much influence that they released oh. the update on the day that we released our podcast on it. I mean, come on. I mean, we just bring people together. <laughs> we brought the FDA and the USDA together. Can we take credit for that? I'm going to take I, credit for that. I feel like we should. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> jingle grubs, jingle grubs, jingle all the way to the coop. Yes, it's that time of year when the snow and the cold start to creep in. And of course, this usually happens right in the middle of a chicken's hard molt. Yeah, we got a few of those on our farm this week. So (laughs) I'm very excited that grublies can help our flock get through this molt faster because they are high in protein. And they also have just the right amount of calcium and phosphorus to meet their nutritional needs. And guess what? If you're busy as a bee, Grubly Farms offers a monthly subscription option so you never run out of grubs and never have to witness a case of hashtag resting beak face from your flock. That's right. And subscription orders always ship free. You save 10% and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. So head over to grublyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to save 15% off your first one-time order or the first month of your subscription. Okay, so this week, 
we're going to talk about not being a dick to people when they have to evacuate in the event of an emergency. Yeah. Um, it feels like something that we really shouldn't have to talk about. But it really does. <laughs> apparently we do because you sent me some screenshots today. And it's like, I don't know if these people are just trying to be internet trolls or if they're really just that stupid. Well, so I think what happens is like, so we've had a lot of disasters happening like all around our country more recently. Like we had Hurricane Florence, which we all watched slow crawl across, you know, the ocean to hit the East Coast. And everybody was trying to pack and plan and evacuate as best as they could. But at the same time, like, you know, it's a hurricane. It does what it wants. Uh So like, there's no guarantee that you have to pack up your whole farm and leave just because like, you know, there might be a hurricane out there that that might hit and it might be bad. And then like, just a little bit later, we had Hurricane Michael slam the panhandle and that one like they saw it coming, but it just it got really bad really fast and really surprised a lot of people. So Hurricane Michael came in and did its damage. And then now we've got the campfire burning in California. And it's been absolutely devastating. I mean, both of the hurricanes were extremely devastating in their areas as well. But the death toll for this campfire has been has been really um, extraordinary, I think, compared to some of the other disasters that we've had recently. And There, of course, have been Facebook posts um, and other social media posts of animals being found that were left behind by the people that own them. Right. Yeah. So I think that it's really easy to sit back when you're not in that situation and make judgments on how you think you would handle it. Or that maybe you think they had more time than they actually had. Or they're making judgments about farm animal things that they don't even understand because they don't have farm animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that that might be likely what it is as well. Um, like one of the photos that I saw was of a donkey tied to um, a highway sign post like on the side of the road and the internet was blowing up about like how dare these people abandon their donkey in the wake of an emergency but it turns out they had walked the donkey out of like the fire range area and tied it to a sign hoping that one of the many rescue organizations that are like on the ground out there to help displace animals when like a disaster like this hits would find them and be able to feed them and take care of them until they could get you know collected back together and figure out whether their house burned down right it's like a picture being worth a thousand words um but everybody has a different thousand words that they're trying to apply to that picture and it only tells you so much because a thousand words really isn't that many words especially when you have a podcast i mean (laughs) we probably say at least a couple thousand (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally But it's like people are so quick to see something and make a judgment about it. And that just goes for pretty much everything in social media and really just media, period. 
Um, it's very easy to look at something and perceive it incorrectly and to make those snap judgments. So it sounds like to me, those people gave that donkey the best chance it could have by doing that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like one of the things that you'll run into, it, I mean, it, it almost doesn't matter what the natural disaster is, but like farm animals don't exactly have the best instincts like to get away from fire i mean yeah obviously like they don't want to be in harm's way but they're not out in the wild like they're pretty domesticated and people are taking care of them so it's possible that if they had just let the donkey go it would have stayed where its home was and burned Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or um it would have been attacked by a wild animal trying to get out of the way of the fire you know that happened to come across it that was a predator of it right I mean, or it would have wandered off somewhere else, never to be found again. And who knows what would have happened to it? Like, by tying it to a sign along the side of a busy road that was outside of the fire area, like, someone was going to come across it and someone was going to do something about it. And, like, I think you sent me something about chickens, too. Oh, yeah, I totally did. And this is a really this is a really good feel good story. Um, And Honey and Rue shared it on both of their social medias as well. A CHP officer working in California came across a flock of chickens that had survived the fire, which is like pretty freaking amazing. So he came across this flock of chickens while he was doing welfare checks in the area to try to figure out which buildings had burned and um, which ones were still standing. And he goes into this backyard and comes across these chickens inside their chicken yard. And a lot of the response to it was really positive because the officer found a bag of oatmeal and a bag of life cereal <laughs> to feed to the chickens <laughs> so that they didn't starve. <laughs> yes. And he just posted on Facebook was like, hey, sorry, uh, I used your oatmeal and cereal, but I wanted to feed these chickens that I found. And like the family has recognized the chickens and thanked the officer for taking care of it. I mean, and that's super cool. Like that's totally going above and beyond like the call of yeah. duty for sure. <laughs> Right, but even some of the comments in there were just so ignorant. And it's like, chickens are actually, like, pretty resourceful for, you know, people don't really give chickens credit. So, like, if I accidentally leave one of mine out of the coop at night, he tends to find a high, safe place to perch very close to the coop because he knows the coop is home. So none of my chickens have clipped wings. I don't know if those ones did. But they can get up and away and run. Like, they're not real dumb. And it wasn't like they, they like left them shut in the coop or something. Then, yeah, they're more doomed to be at risk of dying if you don't let them out. But, <laughs> but I mean, even like so you just found out that you have to evacuate. Like sometimes there literally isn't time to run right. back to open the right. coop. Like, like I hate to say this, but like no matter the way you slice it, like if I have if I have to choose between getting my family out of our place alive because a fire is bearing down on us or our animals, I will choose my family every time. Right. And I don't think that that seems like a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that should be a no brainer, but it's crazy. Like in the world of the Internet. It's not anymore. I mean, people were commenting on it like, how dare they leave their chickens behind or they weren't giving them a chance whatsoever. But lots of people came in and chimed in and were like, hey, like, did you notice that the fence was laid down? Like, it looks like they kind of did the best they could. Yeah. 
Try squeezing a dozen chickens in a sedan with your family when you're trying uh, yeah. to exit a fire area. Like, I mean, come on. Right. And then when you get to the hotel or wherever you're going, what are you supposed to do with said chickens? Yeah. I mean, keep them in a dog crate in your car. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty yeah. terrible for both them and your car. <laughs> yeah. And I can't even imagine how those people felt leaving their animals behind, too. It's not like they would want to. Absolutely. I think the number one thing that we have to remember is that people don't want to leave their animals behind. Right. Like, they really don't. They don't want to leave their homes behind. I mean, stuff is just stuff, but still, there's sentimental stuff. They don't want to leave their stuff behind. Right. They don't want their house burning to the ground, and they certainly don't want their chickens to be left behind or any of their other animals, you know, that they have. Exactly. So, moral of the story, don't be a dick. (laughs) Yeah, and just have a little compassion for people in the moment that they're in. Yeah, and if you can't say nothing nice, don't say anything at all. If that's, that's your if that's the most compassion you can have, just stick with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's pretty good advice right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thumper. I think that's who said it. Thumper Daisy Thumper, or something. Yeah. Bambi. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, this is We Drink and We Farm Things and I'm Sam and I'm Bev. And make sure you go follow us over on Instagram at Drink and Farm and use hashtag Drink and Farm to drink and farm safely because we feature at least two of those a week over on our Instagram. That's right. So drink, farm, and and give give zero zero clucks. clucks. Bye, guys. Bye.